The Dallas Stars are heading into the Christmas break with two points. They get the comeback win over the Montreal Canadiens at home in pretty dramatic fashion. The Stars finding a way to grind out two points, a big two points, as they still sit atop the Central Division. And on today's episode, we talk with Jason Robertson, Rope Hintz, Wyatt Johnston, and Coach Pete DeBoer about this big win and get a little bit of insight on what the team did in order to overcome some adversity and pick up the big W. All of this and more on this Christmas Eve episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Bing bong. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Saturday, December 24th. A Merry Christmas Eve to each and every one of you tuning in. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by. And for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. If you are trying to think of ways that you can make people feel good this Christmas season, drop a quick subscription on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And consider that my Christmas gift to you. And if you want to return the favor, leave us a five-star rating or review on your favorite podcasting platform. Truly would appreciate it. Would mean a lot. Thank you guys for tuning in all year long, and especially if you're tuning in today on not only a weekend day, but Christmas Eve. Uh, truly do appreciate it, but wanted to get some sort of game recap out about this one against the Montreal Canadiens, as it was a very big game for the Stars as they pick up a crucial two points now heading into this Christmas break off for the next several days, and then they'll be back in action early next week as they head to Music City for a date with their bitter rivals, the Nashville Predators. But we'll talk about that once we get there. we got to talk about this game that we saw on Friday night, a game that was shaping up to be an ugly loss for the Dallas Stars and maybe could have been one of the worst losses of the season for the team. I mean, they made a ton of sloppy plays in the first period, couldn't really get out of their own way. And even when they were getting shots on net, the Canadians' goaltending was fantastic. Allen making a ton of really good plays and Stars really just couldn't seem to get anything going. And even into the, the early stages in the middle of the second period, the Stars really just could not find a spark. And then they finally get something to go their way. They get a power play goal late in the second period, courtesy of Jason Robertson and Rope Hintz. And then that lit the spark and the team was set ablaze. I mean, they were just absolutely buzzing in the third period. They were out shooting the Montreal Canadiens. They were winning in the faceoff dot, which you come to expect in a matchup like this, a veteran-heavy team in the Stars that have some of the best face-off guys and on the planet in the league against a really young, youthful team. I think that was a key aspect of the game and something that, especially near the end, the Stars missed, what, three or four opportunities at an open net before Yoel Kiviranta finally buried one. And, I mean, even though they kept missing, you knew that they were probably going to win the ensuing face-off in their own zone after the icing call. But, I mean, the Stars played a, a near-perfect third period. Not too many missteps, not too many mistakes. They score a second goal to tie it. They score the game-winning goal to go up by one. And then, of course, they get the icing on the cake with Yoel Kiviranta's fifth 
of the season. But let's go ahead and take a moment now and hear from the engineers of this comeback. We'll hear from Rope Hints and Jason Robertson on last night's comeback. Yeah, of course, big that this year we have, we've been doing that a lot. So, uh, and right now we, we will get a couple of days off. So that was huge, huge win for us. Uh, Jason's ability to feed the slot and the power play, just it seems like he's done that quite a bit. Uh, what, what can you say about his development there? Yeah, he has a computer in his head, so it's, it's nice to be there and see what he does. I think sometimes you gotta gotta mix it up a little bit because everybody's watching some video, like we do also, so you try to mix it up and get some get something new going on in there. What's so it been like watching Wyatt do what he's done this season? Oh yeah, it's it's, uh, it's nice to see he's so young, he's 19, and uh, yeah, he's gonna, be, he's gonna be a huge part of this team for a long time. And, it's nice to see how he plays already here. Uh, you know, they're playing pretty uptight on me, so um, I want to get my shots not blocked and force anything. So when that happens, things open up. Um, guys trying to get open and uh, just got to execute. You know, I'm going to be honest, I had rushed a couple shots recently these past couple of weeks and I uh, really wanted to focus on, you know, if I have time, you know, take my time and make the right, right play, not try to force anything, like I said. And uh, guys are getting open. You know, I like their movement today, something we probably haven't seen in a while, at all this year. So I liked it and it was successful, so it was good. Well, it's limiting turnovers. I mean, doing the neutral zone, um, don't feed them free offense, um, don't throw the puck away, track. Um, you know, their second goal, we um, weren't tracking properly. And when we do that, we limit chances and then go play on the other end. I couldn't help but think to myself on the way home that, I mean, this kind of game that the Stars found themselves in against the Habs last night, this was the kind of game that last year's Dallas Stars would have lost. I mean, you look at all of the outliers in this game and look at all the criteria, uh, and this fits the billing for a game that the Stars should have won uh, but likely would not have or maybe only gotten a point out of this game. I mean, the day before a holiday break, I mean, the stars and pretty much everyone in the NHL playing on Friday night, getting some much needed downtime over the next few days. I'm sure some time with family. I'm sure some of them traveling and trying to get to other places, potentially looking ahead to some time off. I mean, you factor that in, you factor in that it's an inferior team that it had some travel adversity. I mean, on paper, the stars had every advantage in this matchup, but they found themselves down early. They allow a late power play goal, uh, in the early stages of the game, they commit an early penalty, and then as the clock's ticking down on that man advantage for Montreal, they find a way to score a goal, and then they give up another goal uh, later on in the game. I mean, down 2-0, uh, and, and I mean, just things were stacking up against the Stars, and even at points earlier this season, uh, it feels like maybe the Stars might have lost this game when really they needed to get a win. But I think this team is different. This team is drastically different from what we have seen over the past few seasons. I mean, we've touched on that a ton this season that this team not only looks different, but I mean, they feel different the way they carry themselves, the confidence that they play with. I mean, you can hear it in the way that Rope and Robo talk after the game. You can hear it from the other players. You hear it from the coaching staff. This team is different. This team went from being on the naughty list in the first period to making their way onto the nice list in the second half and getting the win, sending the stars fans home, a sellout crowd at the American airline center took a little bit of time for them to get buzzing as well. Once the Stars' offense started to click, so did they. A great game to send everyone into the Christmas break. ton of fun. Not necessarily fun early on, but the Stars found a way to make it entertaining and interesting. And at the end of the day, they get two big points. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will continue to talk about this big win for the Stars, as I still sit atop the Central Division. 
And we'll talk about the special teams and the power play and hear a little bit from Wyatt Johnston and head coach Pete DeBoer. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means that driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you will drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Be sure to drive safe this holiday season and keep yourself and others around you safe. Paid for by the NHTSA. Moving on on this Christmas Eve episode of Locked on Stars, I want to thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you guys again for the continued support all throughout the year, all throughout this hockey season. Hope you guys are warm and safe wherever you may be watching or listening from. And you want to talk about being Warm and fuzzy on the inside. Watching the Dallas Stars power play last night made me feel that way. It was an absolute joy to watch the Stars power play get back into a rhythm. Really haven't seen them explode in a game like this uh, in quite some time. It's been I mean, maybe even a month or multiple months since we've seen the power play look this good. Uh, and this is something that I predicted yesterday on the preview show. I said that yesterday uh, the power play was going to play a crucial role in this game. Montreal the worst power play in the league, although they were able to get a goal, of course, against the fourth best penalty kill in the National Hockey League and the Dallas Stars, but also not a very good kill. And Montreal, also one of the most penalized teams in the NHL. They were actually above the Stars and penalty minutes coming into this game. And as the game continued to go on, the Stars were able to draw those penalties and get those power play opportunities. And, and you know, it was really almost in a bad way the game was decided by special teams because at one point it felt like maybe that Montreal power play goal from Jake Evans was going to be the deciding factor that even if the Stars could maybe get one or two goals, that one just lingered in the background. And man, not only was it a power play goal allowed, but it was near the end of the power play. You hold on for just a few more seconds, you get your guy back out there on the ice, and you can maybe prevent that play from happening. But then it shifted heavily, the narrative did, in favor of the Stars, as all three of their goals with at least a netminder uh, in the crease were scored. On the power play, of course, Joel Kivuranta's empty netter coming, uh, I guess, at even strength, even though uh, the Montreal Canadiens had six on the ice and the Stars only had five. But I digress. All three uh, goals with the goalie in net scored on the power play. Two of them by that first power play unit for the Stars, Jason Robertson finding Rope Hintz. And then Wyatt Johnston, the rookie phenom, continues to shine. He scores the third goal of the game, the eventual game-winning goal. I mean, what else can you say about this kid that has not already been said? Feels like he's been the topic of discussion all week long. You look back to Monday night and he scores that big goal in Columbus. He scores against Edmonton on Wednesday. And then, of course, he gets maybe the biggest goal of the game uh, in, in this one on Friday night against Montreal. I mean, the way he plays is I mean, it's like the way that you see a guy who's 23, 24, 25 play the game. But then you remember he's only 19 years old and he has 10 goals in 35 games. Uh, and I mean, this maybe was one of his best ones yet. An absolutely beautiful feed 
from Ryan Suter, who, you know, deserves a ton of credit for that play. And I actually did see quite a bit of credit being given uh, on that play, which was a nice change of pace on Dallas Stars Twitter. Uh, Christmas can really soften up just about anybody. Uh, and Ryan Suter deserves all the credit uh, for that pass. And then Wyatt Johnson able to stick with his initial shot, doesn't get it to go, but sticks with it, gets the rebound, and is able to bury that second shot attempt to give the Stars the lead, a lead that they would never look back from. Let's go ahead now, take a moment, and hear from Wyatt himself, and then we'll also hear from his coach, Pete DeBoer, on how he thought Wyatt played and just how the team performed in general tonight. Yeah, it just kind of got on the ice, and uh, Suits made a really nice play to me and just had a shot, and, um, got blocked, and just got a really lucky bounce, and just kind of came right back to me and had a butt up in that, so... Um, yeah, that one and um, good to get the bounce. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I think we've been a team who've played really well in third periods and been able to come back in a lot of games. Um, so I think that's you know that's something we did tonight, and I think we just kind of get better as the game goes on, and, and we just start to roll during the third period, and um, just kind of infectious energy that we just kind of feel good, feel like we're going to get chances, feel like we're going to score a few goals, and you know that's what happened tonight. You know, obviously my goal is to just kind of help the team win games, try to do what I can to pitch in and, and try to help win games. So um, definitely feels good that I've been able to get a few bounces the last few days. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to keep going, keep helping the team win games. It's all been pretty surreal for me. I think it's still not really fully set in, just kind of, you know, playing in the NHL. It's um, it's a lot of fun, and I've been enjoying every minute of it. Well, he's just heating up here now. I, I didn't know that. That's uh, that's impressive. I mean, what do, you, what do you say about the kid? You know, he just keeps getting better. Better and better, more confident every time out there, um, you know. And it's not a, it's not a, a flash or a fluke. Um, you know, you see, you, we've seen it every day here, so you know we're starting to get used to it. It always surprises me when a an eighteen, you know, a, a young player with still junior eligibility left can come into this league and have any kind of success. You know, as a coach, you're hoping the young player that you can put him on the ice and and you know just have them survive and and uh and make a few plays you know to have a, a young guy that age come in and and actually contribute on a nightly basis is is really rare so you know it's rare rare what he's doing yeah tough 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 game i mean i you know you have to give montreal credit um last game before christmas uh it's always hard to keep your team kind of focused on the task at hand everyone's got family and places to go so uh, you know, I give them credit. They came ready to play. They they they, uh, they were really good, and um, you know, put us in a hole, and we had to scrape and scratch. And you got to win all kinds of different ways in this league. Tonight, it was our power play, and you know, that's uh, it was an important two points. We've been saying for a while now that the Stars have been in desperate need uh, of you know getting their power play back into gear, finding their identity on the man advantage yet again. And slowly but surely, they've been doing that recently. And I feel like this game is finally the breaking point. They've passed that threshold of kind of power play mediocrity. Now it seems like they finally have found a way to be consistent. Again, getting those good looks, those high-danger scoring chances, those high-danger scoring opportunities. And they're not just getting the opportunities. They are now executing on those, And then, of course, factoring in some of those deflections as well, something that Joe Pavelski is maybe one of the best 
all time uh, in, in getting those goals, those tip-ins, the, the deflections off the stick. We're seeing other players take after that. I mean, we've seen several different players do that this season. Rope Hintz just happens to be the newest uh, in the sequence of great plays. And so if that's how they need to score goals, so be it. But sometimes they can do it that way, and other times they do it just the traditional nice shot on goal, or maybe you get it to go off of an opposing player, or you get it to go off the body of one of your plays. It doesn't really matter how you do it. But if you're the stars, you have to find a way to consistently get scores and goals off of the power play because this team is at its best when they're playing the man advantage well. And we finally are starting to see the stars do that yet again. Thanks in large part to Rope Hints and Wyatt Johnston. We're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit of uh, Christmas, if you will, and talk about a Dallas Stars wish list. Talk about some things that maybe some of the players on the team would want for Christmas, and then maybe just the team as a whole. What should they be putting uh, on their wish list? If they were writing a list for things to get as a gift, what would the Stars want for Christmas this year? Closing out this Christmas Eve episode of Locked on Stars with just a little bit of a fun and talking about some Christmas-type things. If the Dallas Stars were to have a Christmas list, I mean, what would be on it as a team? What would be on it for some of the individual players? You have guys like Joe Pavelski, who, if he's writing a Christmas list, he's probably putting a Stanley Cup at number one. Uh, this is a guy who has been one of the best players in the league for a long time now. I mean, an underrated player and has been to the Stanley Cup finals before, as has his coach, Pete DeBoer, but neither of them been able to cross the finish line. They've gotten oh so close, but haven't quite been able to, to reach that upper echelon of players and coaches. And so you look at Joe Pavelski, you look at Pete DeBoer, if they're writing a Christmas list of the things that they want this year, you know that they want that elusive Lord Stanley. They want that trophy. They want to hoist that trophy up and want their names inscribed on it for all time. You look at a guy like Tyler Sagan, Tyler Sagan, whose play has been getting a little bit better as of late. I know it's been a little bit of a roller coaster season for Sagan, and you know, what he could really use is some sort of goal-scoring streak. Maybe not something to the extent of Jason Robertson, but man, how great would it be for us to watch and for Sagan and for the team if he goes on a goal-scoring streak of five-plus games? I know it's easier said than done. Maybe not super likely, but that's kind of how Christmas lists work. Sometimes you put stuff on there, and it's not maybe realistic, but it's something that you know you can attain. It's something that you know. While it might not seem realistic, there has to be some sort of possibility to it in order for it to be possible. You look at Ryan Suter. Ryan Suter wants something that isn't necessarily a, a physical thing. You know, a guy like Ryan Suter just wants some respect. Is he a perfect player? No, he's not a perfect player. But he does sometimes make really good plays, and we saw him make a really good play last night in that win over Montreal with that pass. I mean, sure, I, I can already hear the argument now. Well, for every one good play, there's 20 bad plays from Ryan Suter. But as I've said before, and I will probably continue to say, you've got to balance it out. You've got to be able to look at the bad, be upset about it. I'm not saying you can't criticize players and, and say, hey, they should do this better or they need to do this better. That is every fan's right to do so. But I think as a fan, it's only fair that you find a way to also praise him for his success, which again, I've seen several different players or rather people on social media as of late do that, especially with that big play that he made in last night's game. And then you look at Yohani Hockenpah, and if there was something to be on his Christmas list, it's just an empty net. I'm surprised he didn't hit an empty netter last night. Of course, always glad to see anyone get one because that means you're putting the ice uh, icing on the cake, icing on the game. 
But Yanni Hockenpah just appears to be one of the best empty net scorers, empty goal scorers uh, in this league, and one of the better players on the Stars at doing it. And he just didn't happen to do it last night. But those are just a few guys that I thought of, and just in general, for a team, if the Stars as a team sat down and were going through a Christmas list, I mean, you'd have to imagine they want to add something at the trade deadline, and it's kind of one of those weird Christmas gifts where you might not get it until March. You might not get it till spring when it's a little bit warmer and the weather's a little bit nicer. But you have to imagine the Stars as a team may be looking for another top six level forward, maybe looking for another top four defenseman. And these are, you know, something that you want, but this is a kind of gift where maybe you have to give something in exchange, whether it's draft picks, prospects, or even other players on your current NHL roster. And maybe even some guys down at the AHL as well. I know a lot of people have been keeping their eye on Anton Hudobin, who's actually starting to play really well with the Texas Stars down in Cedar Park. And there's a few other players as well that could be up for consideration to be dealt. Very curious to see what kind of moves the Stars look to make, because this is a good roster, uh, but a roster that certainly could use some reinforcements, use a little bit more depth. We see it every year. And it's nice to see that the Stars have found themselves in a position where it seems like they can be buyers at the trade deadline. I mean, I guess they were buyers last year, but no one was really counting in on the Stars being a heavy Stanley Cup favorite. But you look at them this season, and at least in the Western Conference, I feel like they have to be in the top three of teams that could potentially make it to the Stanley Cup finals when you're having that discussion. So now the question is, what do they need? And what can they go after? And what is available? And these are questions that will be answered over time, I'm sure. But it's always fun to speculate. Uh, what the Dallas Stars will be looking for. And of course, we know that Jim Nail just has a knack for finding good talent and finding ways to make this team better. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember that there is no episode on Monday. Hope you get to enjoy some time with family and friends. And we will be back here on Tuesday with a preview of the Stars next game, which will be in Nashville against the Predators. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow on your favorite podcasting platform, and I hope that you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Again, enjoy some time off, relax, watch some movies, sit by the fire, eat some good food, drink some good drinks. I hope it's a, a great holiday for everybody, a great Christmas, uh, and really am thankful to get to do this and to get to host this show, and I know I'm going to be enjoying time off with family and friends as well but i'll be excited to come back on tuesday and get right back into the swing of things covering dallas stars hockey so again merry christmas and we'll see you back here on tuesday